Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movies and a Meal, a podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. I'm your co-host Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Brad. What's up? And for this episode, you're going to hear a audio recording from Keith, who couldn't join us today. But what we are going to talk about is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: colon, Mutant Mayhem, the animated movie that came out uh, earlier in August. And then we're going to close this episode by Brad and I talking about Blue Beetle, which we just saw probably about an hour ago as of this record. So here's what the format's going to be. I'm going to toss it to Brad just to do the summary of the Turtles movie. And then we're immediately going to go into Keith's thoughts, which again is a tape segment. And then we're going to come back to Brad and I to close out what we thought about this movie. And I will give the warning that this movie came out in early August. So we are just going to go ahead and just talk freely about this movie. So if you're scared about spoilers, then I'm not sure what to tell you. But Don't uh, wait, wait till you see the movie or... Just bite the bullet and listen. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. So, so let's uh, let's hear from Brad about what this movie's about, and then we'll hear from Keith. All right, summary always, courtesy of IMDb. The film follows the Turtle Brothers as they work to earn the love of New York City while facing down an army of mutants. Before launch into my thoughts about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, there's something you should know. It's almost my first experience with the Turtles. I've read a few of the comics, and they're great, but I've never seen any of the previous movies or TV shows. Heresy, I know, but it lets me report for you that this was the perfect Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie for me. I'm sure there's plenty for devotees to love, but even newbies like me will have a blast with this one. And you can tell from the outset that writers Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and director Jeff Rowe love these turtles as much as their fans do. I've been amazed at how much success the stars of the one-season wonder Freaks and Geeks have had through the years, and with this acting, writing, and now producing empire, none has thrived more than Rogen. From the outset, this one had me smiling, at the beginning because it dispenses with the exposition mercifully quickly. I mean, how much do we really need to know? They're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And among the many things that add to the charms of this Turtles movie is our four heroes are played by actual teens themselves for maybe the first time. A stroke of genius that gives the Turtles a natural spirit and energy that's infectious. And the casting here is pretty ingenious throughout. Not sure how it's been done in other Turtles movies, but Splinter simply has to be played by an Asian actor. So who better than Jackie Chan, who gives the role the wise and hard it deserves? And the bear star Ayo Adabiri is seemingly everywhere now. She manages to give April at least as much exuberance as the Turtles, and maybe even more. And of course, there are cameos throughout from Rogan's Buds that will have people laughing and smiling. And while the animation here isn't anything approaching the revolutionary style of the Spider-Verse, you can say it has a look that sets it apart from almost all animated offerings today. I'm sure it wasn't hand-drawn, but its almost painting-like style is a fresh look that's very engaging. So what's lacking in this Turtles adventure? Certainly not the laughs, which fly by fast and furious, but the story is admittedly a bit slight. In the very effective end credits, we get teased with a big bad that will make fans smile and hopes for a more fleshed out story the next time around. But that's the best equibble. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Mayhem almost entirely, and for that I'll give it three and a half stars. Okay, so you just heard from Keith, and Keith gave this movie a three and a half, so since we're already kind of in the rating, Brad, what are you going to give this movie? I might be a little generous on this. It was a very good movie, it's just, it was... By the bones, good. I give it a four out of five. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Um, I'm gonna enjoy it with Keith. Um, it's a pretty enjoyable movie. I know you said that you were you were debating whether this was better than um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I'd have to watch both of them. I think again. Mm-hmm. I think like what Keith said. This is the first movie. Speaking from someone who has kind of seen the movies, or at least the original ones, and I think the original one from 1990 is still a great movie. It mm-hmm. still holds up. 
But most of the time, the turtles are portrayed more, I would say, like late teens, early 20s. Um, and these are they, these guys are really kid. I think the person who stole the show, really, is Ice Cube. I thought he had a really good performance. He's he's my secret MVP in this. He's, he's good. And, you know, like a, like any really good likable villains, um, he kind of has a point. Um, again, we're not going to spoil a lot about Blue Beetle. But, I mean, if you think about Ice Cube's villain versus Susan Sarandon's villain in that, um, it's <laughs> night and day, really. And the first time that Ice Cube Superfly meets the Turtles, like, they actually have a connection and a bond, really. And they could actually have been friends. You know, you said you like Ice Cube, so talk about it. Yeah, he's my secret MVP at Superfly. I mean, it's just from the moment you hear his voice. The way they built the character up, too, basically it's like nobody knows what he is. They just, he just know he goes by Superfly. And then you get an actual... Superfly. Give credit where they're due. They're not big names, but they're te- they're they are teenagers, like he said. It's uh, Micah Abbey as Donatello, uh, Shaman Brown Jr. as Michelangelo, Nicholas Cantu as Leonardo, and Brady Noon as Raphael. Yeah, so. yeah. No, they all they have a they all have a good chemistry. I liked how they kind of flipped and kind of modernized uh, April two um, one. They put her as a high schooler as well, which she wasn't in the original show. And um, I thought uh, I, I agree with Keith that. Iowa Itabiri, um, you know, she she did a good job, and again, they all mixed it up pretty well. And you know, someone who is a little bit skeptical of uh, life-sized humanoid turtles, but also just quick to accept, she conveys that like I don't know connection that she has with them very uh, quickly. You know, you gave it a four, which is pretty good. What didn't work for you? I don't know. I don't think this is a nitpick. It just threw me off a little bit, and and certain scenes made it more well known. It's just. It was an interesting take having the different turtles have different different body frames. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've not noticed that in any of the other turtle movies, and it was an interesting take. So Superfly has his own crew of guys, including like some classic characters like Bebop and Rocksteady, mm-hmm. and um, you know traditionally they're the bad guys, but in this movie um, they're actually pretty sympathetic, and then they actually flip to be part of the turtles. Did that surprise you any? Yes and no. That it was weird seeing Bebop and Rocksteady hanging nice with the turtles. And in any other inter- iteration, they are part of the villains. Mm-hmm. They are part of like uh, Shredder's henchmen yes. or whoever's henchmen. Baxter, Baxter yeah. Stockman's henchmen, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So so it was an interesting take. They did well though. They yeah. wrote it well and I think the turn was not was definitely more organic. Yeah. Instead of forced, and which I think worked for it. Going off what Keith said, I love the art style of the movie too. I mean, it's just like it, like the Spider Verse movies. It offers a different animated style to it, and it's I mean, it focuses on colors and like Keith says, it's almost like a freshly painted picture or something. But I think when the when the animated style when it focuses on the happy times, you get splashes of brightness. You get like pinks and yellows, and when you get the when you get the bad times, I mean, you got splotches of darkness with it. You got like purples and blacks, and they mix all well, and I really enjoyed that. One more thing. Sure. It was awesome in the after credit scenes. So big spoilers here if you don't yeah. want to know. Yeah. Awesome to see Shredder sure. introduced for maybe a sequel. How much money did this make? And like, do you have the Rotten Tomatoes too? I Rotten okay. Tomatoes. So yeah. why don't we do Rotten Tomatoes first like we always do? Yeah. Uh, critics and audience, since uh, Keith's not here, Ben, what's your, what's your thoughts? I, you know, I think this movie's been well received critically and commercially. So I'm going to go like 87 for the critics and... I'll go, like, 81 for the fans. Switch that 8 with a 9 and you'd be spot on. 97% for the critics, 207 reviews, 
91% for the audience, 1,000 plus reviews. Good, so. good. Yeah, I mean, it captures the essence of that. So, sorry, Brad, you're going to do the critics? Yeah, yeah, I got the critics and the audience. Uh, critics consensus, courtesy of Ron Tomatoes. With its unique visual style and a story that captures the essence of the franchise's appeal, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is an animated treat for the whole family. Okay, great. And the audience says, with fantastic visuals, an excellent voice cast, and lots of laughs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem might be the best film in the franchise. You know, it, if it's not the best, it's got to be number two. Because, yeah. again, I think the first one still holds up from 1990. Yeah. Pretty good. And actually... It's a lot darker than mm -hmm. most of the other ones. It's a, it's more like Batman '89 yeah. than it is uh, kind of an MCU movie. No, I mean it's it's right off the heels of Batman '89 yeah. too. I mean it was a '90s, so I could see see them you looking at that style. So and you know it's a good contrast because the the comic book is actually pretty gritty. It was in black and white originally and everything like that. And then the car, the, the the cartoon that most of us have grown up on. With the theme song and whatnot. I mean, obviously, that was made for kids. Yeah. Uh, but, though, actually, the first miniseries tried to be close to the comic books, but in a cartoon way. And then it got sillier progressively um, mm -hmm. as they went on. But good, good. So, um, how much money did this movie make? Uh, the movie made $72.7 million. This is two weeks, not including this week. Okay. So, so, and it's two weeks so far. Uh, seventy-two point seven million dollars. My guess is, because the when we went Tuesday night, it was pretty. I'd say we had probably what twenty, thirty people in there. So I mean, it was probably. It's I could see it probably getting to yeah ninety million this week, maybe. This says as of August seventeenth, it was uh, seventy-nine point seven million in the U.S. Yeah, and then um, twenty-two point seven other uh, territories. So it's that's a hundred overall. But yeah. you're right. I think you're. I think you're right. And I can see it making a hundred million before it, it it's runs end. All right. So turtles. Thumbs up. Thumbs well, up. Three and a half. Three and a half and fours. And also, it is very kid friendly. I think there's yeah. maybe what two instances of cuss words, curse words. I think we're done talking about teenage mutant ninja turtles colon mutant mayhem. So Brad and I are just gonna spend a few minutes where there are like non-spoiler reactions to Blue Beetle, the movie from DC Comics, starring Jolo Maradona of Cobra Kai fame and. You know, we've seen a bunch of comic book movies, and the last couple DC ones, I think the last three, Black Adam, The Flash, and Shazam 2, Fear of the Gods, are yep. either been mid or not good, period. So, does this break the streak, do you think? In my opinion, it does. It's, yeah. it's a good movie. The movie, in its heart, is basically a superhero movie with the f focus on like the the mexican culture which they do a wonderful job with i think they could have done a little better with some things about that but for the most part they do a good job with it. and the action's good uh, our boy jolo is uh is, he's got a lot of good charisma on him camera charisma he's got good acting charisma riz as the kids say yeah. he's got riz he's got riz he's got riz for the ladies too okay well yeah so so i think that all in all it was it was a very very good movie in my opinion it definitely in my opinion breaks the streak and by default it might be in the top five of all of them all uh, the dc the all, dc movies like dceu yeah yeah even though yeah. this i don't know if it's part of the dceu but like and let's just say like since the Zack snyder you man want, of steel do you want to say snyderverse uh, it's not in the snyderverse either but just like movies dc movies from 2013 on starting with yeah. man of steel okay um, you could just tell it's a it's a good movie. I don't want to speak for you, but I think you felt the same way. 
it, you know, when we watched Black Adam in October, I was like, this isn't, this isn't good. Like, yeah. you could, you know, you, you don't have to watch the movie all the way through and be like, I don't know if this is a good movie. But this one, this one's pretty entertaining. Yeah. It's an origin story, obviously. The best way to explain it and not spoiler things is just like, if you take some elements from Iron Man and the Spider-Man movies, Tom Holland, and then also Ant-Man together, and you kind of shook them up. Um, you got that. Uh, Spr- but, sprinkle of venom. Yeah, 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 it's true. And there's there's some, you know, there, but there's heart to this movie, which we didn't have with Black Adam. We had a little bit with Shazam, and then the Flash movie, I, I don't know. Well, the Flash and Shazam Fury of the Gods, they've got a touch of family. Family in the backdrop of it. And honestly, this movie, even though... Shazam like touches on it numerous times. I think this movie's the best way of co- compelling the look of family and just the togetherness of family, the hardships that families go through and what they have to do. I mean, it's it, it does it better than Shazam this at least the second one by miles. I don't think you're wrong saying it's I mean, we obviously just watched this movie like less than 2 hours ago, but again, from Man of Steel on, I mean, it has, yeah, it, it has to be the top five, maybe top three, right? You, what, would you, what would you put? Wonder Woman, original Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Um, Shazam. First Shazam is good. First Shazam is 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 is, is solid. Good. It's, it's solid. solid. It's solid. We'll say solid. Aquaman is solid. Aquaman is solid. That's three. Good. So yeah. Blue Beetle. Man is okay. How about it? Man of Steel. No. Not top five. No. Batman v Superman: colon, Dawn of Justice. Not yes. top five. Yes. No, I'm That's not. I'm kidding. Not top five. <laughs> Justice League, either version. Well, I've not seen the Snyder. Cut. Snyder cut might make the make might make like the five. Yeah, five. I, I just I don't consider it a movie because I mean it's like it's like it's a, a miniseries. It's, like it's a kind four of four hour miniseries. We said Shazam yeah. that would probably make it as a default. Yeah, Flash, no. Black Adam, no. I don't try to Wonder Woman eighty four, no. no. By default, it might be top five. I mean, and, if not top three, so. And I'm gonna take a wild. Yes, I don't think Aquaman 2 is going to crap the top five no, either. No, I mean, by default, Flash might actually be a top five movie, so it's just... I would rather leave one slot blank than put Flash in there. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a top five, maybe top three. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could try to make the argument that it's a number one, but I doubt it. I, I I like Wonder Woman better than at least off the top of my head. I like Wonder Woman better than this one. So I think so. And I'll, again, you know, we got the recency bias. Maybe uh, before we kind of make that proclamation, maybe like maybe a, a rewatch might be just yeah. To like yeah, maybe yeah. I'll, I'll 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 stop there. But it's it's good. The action is good. The story is good. Doesn't have some plot. The villain holes. is the villain yeah. is. I, I mean, we're, we're kind of. We're, I guess we'll kind of go into. Spo- I mean, no, we'll just. But we'll, the, I just. I didn't like. I didn't enjoy Susan Sarandon. I love Susan Sarandon. She's a great actress. She's not good in this movie. I mean, she just. It's the. It's the most paycheck performance I've seen in a while, and probably that's part. Maybe she didn't have a lot to work with. I'll give you that much. But she also doesn't sell it either. We should expect better from Susan Sarandon. So I mean, she. She is she the best villain? No, She's the, she might be. Bottom five DC villains. Oh, we're forgetting Suicide Squad. Oh, the, the, the two the, Suicide the, Squad. The, so I guess the, the Suicide. So squad. I guess the Suicide Squad would probably that probably would round up number, the top five. Yeah, that might be yeah. that would be top three probably. It right, might, it may very well be number one. But yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I guess his villain is okay. 
Yeah. And Starro is a villain. Sort Starro of. is a villain. I guess you could say to an extent maybe Amanda Waller might be a villain. I mean, yeah, yeah, so. I guess so. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. It's not good, Brad. It's okay to say that maybe, she's not good. Maybe Peacemaker. I mean, she's not good. You should see this movie. It kind of sucks that the. Even though, like, I personally, like, support the actors in the strike, it kind of sucks that um, our guy, Jolo, who, again, we love from Cobra Kai, isn't out there, like, talking about this movie and being able to be celebrated because, uh, you know, he's he's on strike and everything like that. But I don't know. I just hope he gets another chance. I know some people are already hating on the box office and they don't expect this movie to do well, but um, I just hope it does. I, yeah, he I deserves. Do. He deserves, like, personally, I would like to see him because I think he's a... Like Brad said, I think he's got a lot of charisma and he's very likable, so I want to see him successful. I think James Gunn is, and I, look, maybe I'm putting a lot of hope in this, but I don't think he's going to pay too much. He's going to pay attention a little bit to the box office, but I think he's also going to pay attention to basically, like, I really think you've got yourself a Spider-Man type character, the Blue Beetle here with Zolo. you got the teenager who's basically through means of not his own is thrusted into power that he has to use to help him well his family himself if you have the power then you should do something good with it yeah. that's what there that's you what go. uncle ben said there you go <laughs> there you go Fair, paraphrase uncle yes. ben so i think that concept would be good I mean, we might not see him right away but i think it's something that would it would be interesting to see so blue beetle Go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. Support it. it. Yeah, it's it's another somewhat kids friendly movie, just not as much as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's the action there. There's some scary moments. Um, the language isn't language is. A, it, I mean, it just there's some curse words, but it's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. They probably have nothing major. Them. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and wrap this episode up? You can always find us at Movies and Meal OG at gmail.com. We're at Movies and Meal on Twitter. You can listen to us on all your podcast platforms including Apple Podcasts Amazon Podcasts Spotify iHeartRadio or just wherever you can find podcasts but uh, I think for this episode of Movies in the Meal I'm Ben I'm Brad Peace See ya